welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing two articles from the July issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Impact of Production on the Final Product and Determining Value of Beef Through Grading. These articles were co-authored by Connor Beeler, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator, as well as Brianna Boozman, who's a Youth Meet Nebraska Extension Educator. Thanks for joining me today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on here. Well, Connor, these two articles really go hand in hand, and thus we decided to combine them for our Beef Watch podcast. As you wrote these two articles, let's start out first with the foundational article in my mind, which is the impact of production on the final product. Walk through with us as, as we think about for those who may be raising a beef animal at home uh, for harvest, the importance of understanding the environment and management practices on the end product they're going to get when they take that animal to harvest. Yeah, so both of these things uh, play a really important role in uh, the quality of meat that is going to come from this animal. That's why we lay such uh, importance on genetics in uh, regular production beef cattle. And also uh, for the same thing for those who are just wanting to get into maybe raising a couple cattle to feed out for uh, friends and family. So let's talk a little more about the genetic and environment aspect. What are things there we should be aware of as we're thinking about the overall process of getting that animal to harvest? So importance really starts even before that animal is born. Um, we have certain breeds that we call British breeds, which are uh, Angus and Hereford cattle that are known a little more for producing a little better carcass. Uh, and those Angus cattle are, have more marbling potential. And then we also have continental breeds that are more known for being heavily muscled. So we use the hybrid vigor of the British cattle and the continental cattle, and we produce a heavier muscled uh, animal that has a higher quality carcass. So genetics really play a, a big part in this. You know, uh, more Coriani type cattle are gonna be thinner, uh, their steaks are gonna be smaller, and they're not gonna have quite the palatability uh, just on a leaner carcass. So as we look at genetics, obviously there's been a tremendous amount of genetic selection for marbling in really all breeds over the last 25, 30 years. We've seen that really change the quality grade in terms of how cattle grade now compared to where they were 20, 30 years ago. So, you know, out in the regular commodity beef market, we're seeing many times where over 80% of the cattle are grading choice uh, again, a measurement of the amount of intramuscular fat that's there. And that's really a pretty positive in terms of we think about quality eating experiences. Yes, uh, that is definitely positive. And we can thank that to uh, our producers and our uh, seed stock producers who have allowed for a higher quality product uh, that was really ultimately driven by the producer at the end goal uh, and worked its way back up the chain and into feed yards uh, and um, just producing uh, high quality cattle for our consumers. So let's talk a little more about the feeding aspect. Obviously the diet, what those cattle are eating for those that time period prior to harvest can really have an impact on quality. What are some things that can drive that in terms of making sure those cattle have adequate energy and protein to grow at an uh, acceptable rate so that the quality of product is one that we're finding desirable? Yeah, exactly. As you said, diet does create a variability in how that animal is going to finish. Uh, you can have two animals that are exactly the same, put them on separate diets, 
and the amount of time that it's going to take them to finish uh, is going to vary. And so uh, feeding cattle with a high energy or a more of a grain-based diet allows for greater deposition of marbling within the muscle uh, to create a little more uh, flavor in that meat. Uh, but more forage-based diets uh, may not allow for that marbling deposition and cause a lower average daily uh, rate of gain. So this is going to make them uh, finish a little slower, take a little longer to reach their terminal endpoint. Um, and so an older animal at the time of harvest is going to um, equate to a lower quality graded product. Another thing with uh, lower energy or higher forage based diets is that they're going to have higher levels of beta carotene in them. And that's found in a lot of grasses. And this is going to give the fat a yellow colored tint. Uh, this isn't any safety concern. However, uh, visual appeal to consumers is something that they hold in high regard. Uh, think whenever you go to the supermarket and you're looking in the meat case, uh, if you see something that looks a little off, you're uh, more apt to pick something that looks a little better, a uh, little prettier that you think is going to uh, look a little better on your plate. So as we think about this, and we've also talked about this before, if you're raising animals for your own consumption, there is a segment of consumers who do prefer grass fed and grass finished. So, you know, we're not saying here that that's a negative in terms of you can't do that. You just got to understand if you are doing that, uh, you got to have really high quality forage and it's going to be more challenging to get those cattle to the same quality grade that we potentially could achieve if we we're feeding more of a grain-based diet. So Connor, as we think about the management practices leading up to the time of harvest, what are some things we can do to ensure that animal is comfortable and minimize stress to help enhance the quality of the end product that we're going to produce? Throughout the life of that animal, we need to ensure that we reduce stress as much as we possibly can, especially leading up to harvest. Um, there's pH changes that go on in the muscle. Uh, and it starts at about a seven whenever that animal is living. And then it falls in between about a five, four to a five, eight, um, just after the animal is harvested. Um, so for this, we need to make sure that we keep these animals in low stress because if they do get stressed out, whether that's being worked uh, into the harvesting facility, if maybe they have a bad trip to the harvesting facility in the trailer, or maybe uh, weather actually will also affect the stress of an animal. Um, but uh, all these long-term uh, things can have big impacts on the quality. So if that animal uh, does go through a lot of stress, it causes a depletion of energy source in the muscle. Uh, and so your pH already starts to decline. Uh, but it, once that animal is harvested, it doesn't decline how it's supposed to from that seven to that five, four. Um, and so it, it retains moisture uh, and it kind of gets a purplish red color to it and has a dry tacky surface. Uh, and this is what we call dark cutter. And this is still safe to consume, uh, but the product, like we mentioned earlier, loses its visual appeal and has a shorter shelf life due to just being a more neutral pH. One of the other things I would just mention for those who are listening to this and, you know, thinking about their own home raised beef, a lot of things you can do to minimize stress on that animal. So having that animal familiar with getting in a trailer, 
maybe even taking it on the trailer for a ride or two before you haul it to the harvest facility. Those are things that can help uh, ensure that animals has minimal stress when you arrive at the facility. And those are things, again, that can help contribute to a good quality eating experience once that animal is going through the harvest process and becomes beef that comes back to you or to uh, someone you may be marketing that to. So again, I just want to emphasize the importance of minimizing stress. And as Connor mentioned, weather events, I think also can be stressful. Uh, as we record this, we're sitting here in summer having some very uh, high heat uh, type events. So providing shade, adequate water to these animals is really important. You know, when we think about winter, if we have a blizzard event where it's extremely cold and stressful, uh, during that event, animals also can deplete uh, the intramuscular fat, just trying to keep themselves warm. And so, again, another stress event, but these kind of weather extremes can impact uh, the animal in terms of stress and then also have a negative impact on the beef that we would get back after harvesting them. So just some things to keep in mind. Connor, as we think about going through the harvest process and now that animal's been harvested and it's, it's hung on the rail, let's talk a little about grading and the quality grades that we would expect to find after we harvest that animal. What are some things we need to be aware of there in terms of what's desirable and then what's less desirable? Yeah, so first off, uh, let's start off with kind of what the definition of quality is. And that's basically just gonna be how well is that end product going to taste? Um, and this is a combination of maturity and marbling. And so as cattle get older, uh, they get what we call hard bone uh, and they lose maybe some of that palatability and uh, some of that maturity is going to take away from the quality of the meat. So think about maturity, we're really thinking about here as an animal gets older, uh, there's going to be tend to be more connective tissue present in the muscle. And so as that animal gets older, uh, that's where we start to have less of a quality eating experience. Uh, thinking here about, you know, just animals that are younger are going to tend to be more tender. Animals that are older are going to tend to be a, a little chewier or tougher to eat. And so that's really where age has an impact on quality. Let's talk about the intramuscular fact. What are the different grades we think about when we think about quality grades and the amount of marbling that's present in the muscle tissue? Yeah, so there are eight different quality grades uh, ranging all the way from prime to canner. And those younger, more mature market beef animals should be in that prime choice select um, area of quality. Uh, anything beyond that's gonna be a, a little older, maybe have a, a, a higher uh, maturity carcass grade. Um, and so this basically just makes uh, what we see a little more consistent. So as a consumer, uh, if you go to a steakhouse or the grocery store and you order uh, either a prime rib or uh, certified Angus beef, New York strip steak, uh, the quality of those should be consistent throughout the eating experience if you were to go and order that again. So let's think about quality grades again. I mentioned earlier that over 80% of cattle grade choice. And what we mean by that is choice or better. So choice or prime, and you already mentioned this, but as we think about quality grades, this is the amount of intramuscular fat as we look at that ribeye. You know, the ones that have the most marbling would fall in the prime, a second would fall in choice, and then we have what's called select. Uh, there's still some cattle that grade select today, but it's, it tends to be a smaller percentage. And then there's also standard. And these are just, again, a measurement of marbling. 
uh, as in the meat. And, and we do know from several taste test panels and research that there tends to be a trend when there's higher levels of marbling. Uh, there also tends to be a better eating quality experience for those who are consuming the product. So as we think about that, that's on the marbling side. And then let's talk about yield grade in terms of how much product are we going to get from this animal after we harvest it and that carcass is hung up. What are some things we should understand about that? So yield grade, uh, kind of, I guess we're circling back to the beginning of this conversation, has a lot to do with genetics and genetic potential of that animal as it goes on feed. Um, something that's going to be, uh, you know, a, a cross between maybe, say, uh, an Angus and a Simmental is going to have uh, a little bit more muscle rather than something that's maybe uh, Coriani or a, a lighter muscled breed. And so you can expect to see those ones have a, um, a little uh, higher yield grade. And also yield grade is directly affected by the amount of fat. So a one is gonna be the best yield grade that an animal can have. And that's gonna be a lot of lean product with very little excess fat. And then a five is gonna be the worst. That's gonna be an animal that had little muscle, but maybe had excess fat as well. So we think about the components of yield grade. We're looking here at things like the hot carcass weight, ribeye area, the measurement of back fat at the 12th rib, and then also internal fat, which is known as kidney pelvic heart fat. Those are the factors that go into yield grade. But the bottom line is, as we're thinking about yield grade, a lower yield grade is more desirable, or I should say lower in terms of a one or two, in terms of just getting back total red meat yield. And as we think about what we're selling and what we're eating, it's really red meat. And so those are things that we think about the value of the animal, a, you know, the, the ideal animal really from an industry standpoint would be a prime yield grade one, right? So an animal that's a very high in marbling, but not carrying a lot of external fat, but also has very good muscling. Now, those are exceptional, rarely ever happen, but that's kind of the desired product uh, that we're looking for. Connor, anything else on this topic you think would be valuable as we point towards wrapping this up? No, Aaron, I don't think that I do have anything. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for having me on here. Well, for more information on the two articles that were discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you also can find additional information on this topic.